Welcome to Gain That Tune. going on everybody it is game that tune and we're back in the house once again back in the host chair after suffering a humiliating defeat in last week's episode it's your boy the shameful john harrington uh, saying hey and we got david fleming with us say hey hey and we got jesse moore say hey hey and we've got this year's august absurdity champion Game That Tunes, newest absurd royalty. I believe we're going with uh, Incompetent Absurdity Overlord. Uh, (laughs) The man who makes it all possible for me to continue hating myself. It's John Regan. John, say hey. Hey. Okay, good. Yeah, thank you. Short and sweet, the way it should be from... An incompetent absurdity overlord. Uh, if you are just joining us here on Game That Tune, man, you know we're gonna have a blast. We listen to video game music. We try and guess the games based on songs. A little bit of trivia. Goof off. Have fun. Uh, winner at the end of the night plays a bonus tune. And this is the final show of August in podcast form. It's the first show of September. But uh, we've enjoyed a fantastic August absurdity tournament all month. Uh, want to take a you know quick moment in this intro to thank everybody for participating in August Absurdity. We had a great fan request free play to open up the month. Uh, we had, we've had great participation in the chat you know, with our live shows throughout. Uh, and uh, it was a great head-to-head tournament uh, that ultimately, yes, saw John Regan for some reason being crowned king. So uh, it's been a great month, and we're closing it out with some positivity and some fun and, uh, you know, we're closing it out in a way that only John Regan could decide to close it out with a free play. Now, Johnny, did you actually make a new free play jingle? Or uh, you're not going to subject I... us to my fucking championship free play jingle again, uh, are you? I think we should. Y- nope. You nope. know, I really, I really I think we should to. play the, like, nine-minute free play jingle from episode 100. That is retired. No, I've got, I took your free play jingle, John, and I punched up a little bit. I, I made a few tweaks, you know, just Bedazzled. a little, gave it a little more, uh, a little more, uh, you know, a little, just, just uh, up a few levels. I think Did you just play saxophone it. over it? I don't know if I want to hear this or not. But no, it's literally do. just the Sonic Mania soundtrack. <laughs> Let's have it, Johnny. Tell him it's a free play. <laughs> All right, guys, it's a free play. Yeah, what's up, guys? I am going to win, I think. Maybe not. John Regan says God of War, which is correct. <laughs> oh, shit. Cha-ching, cha-ching. I want to play double dicks. <laughs> yeah, I'm really not good at smack talking competition. I'm just good at winning. Mega Man 6? That is correct. Turok 2. <laughs> that is correct. Final Fantasy 6. That is correct. Yeah. Oh, Minecraft. Um. Uh, that is correct. 
That's why you don't buy the shirt until after the Super Bowl, John. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Free play. Uh, that was well, pretty amazing. Yeah, that's that's a one-time use free play. We're never playing that again. New ringtone. <laughs> Congratulations, John. You you've earned the right to play that. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I don't know what your uh, what your reign as absurd king entails. If it's just uh, you know occasionally telling me to suck it or you know playing live and learn for every bonus tune or what but i'm interested to find out so uh i think uh i think it's time to jump right into it man what do we got for game one tonight game one
So this is uh, the first game from LucasArts not to use the Scum engine. Can you right, guys. trivia one more time? Oh, sure. This is the first LucasArts game not to use the scum engine. Okay. I just want to make sure you didn't say, like, first in the series. No. Is this a series? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I know what this is, but I don't know enough about it. Do I know what this is? I hope so. <laughs> All right, let's... <laughs> Jesse says Grim Fandango, David says Grim Fandango, and John says Grim Fandango. That is a hat trick. Is that that the first time our hat track is actually appropriate now? I think so. So this is a fan request from super fan tier producer Andrew Oliver. Hell yeah. Uh, this This came in from him this week. This is Grim Fandango, released in 1998 for Windows PC. 98, And I really? think later ported to other things, but yeah, 1998. Hmm. This game always looks so much older than that to me. <laughs> <laughs> but what do I know? I think, um, it's just, I think it's just because, like, it's a very early 3D game, so at the time it was cutting edge, but now it looks especially dated. Right. That's the thing, you know, the... The graphical style severely dates it for me. You know, for some reason, it screams like '95, just you know, mid '90s computer graphics, all up in that bitch. Um, but like, was it really a 3D game? I thought it was like uh, it was like rendered backgrounds and then 3D characters walking around in them. Like, I thought it was just a point-and-click game where you're a like a sugar skull detective walking around 
fucking elaborate painted scenes. Am I wrong on that? Yes. No, you're right. Okay, good. Yeah. You gotta rem- remember, back then, that's what we called a 3D game. Okay, you good. Know, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII is pre-rendered 3D backgrounds with a few 3D characters on it. Word. We called it a 3D game. You're right, yeah, like you're Resident right. Evil. Well, I was gonna say, because the character <laughs> models are polygonal. It's, yes. you know, everything else before was just sprites or, you know, 3D models rendered as sprites. So they can marry as many things as they want? Yes. yes. Cool. <laughs> I love polygonal models. Wait, am I thinking of something else? Ah, forget about it. We're talking Grim Fandango. Um, yeah, I, I think I played this briefly. Didn't they re-release this on like PS3 or PS4? I feel like they've re-released this a few times, and it's. Yeah, uh, I feel like it got an update recently. I feel like there it's one of those things that, by modern standards, no. is just a little bit boring. But that might also just be personal preference on my part, like. <laughs> No, I tried to watch some video footage of this game, and I'm not going to lie, I got a little bored watching it. <laughs> like, it's, it's, I think at the time when this came out, we would put up, we would be more interested in this kind of game that's pure story-driven, right? There's no real action element to it. Right. Um, you just go to things and interact with them and, you know, try to solve the mystery. And nowadays, I, I feel like it's just like how it's harder to watch old movies nowadays. Like, when I try to watch something like Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, like, I just can't do it, to be honest. Like, oh, it's man. just, take, everything takes forever. Love those birds. <laughs> yeah, I can still watch Rear Window. Yeah, wow. and I, I, I can still watch The Birds. It's great. <laughs> I enjoy The Birds, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just special effects animal. bonanza, The Birds. <laughs> Maybe. All right, so I'm Way better than Pandemic. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> maybe it has something to do with the fact that it's a 1998 computer game trying to take on the tone of like a like a 40s 50s uh, detective noir thing. Maybe that makes it seem boring. But obviously, if you play it, it's a it's a rich and rewarding game. I'm trying to remember, like back in the day, way back in the day, IGN was doing some like tournament for the greatest game of all time, and it's like 2002 or whatever. And this was one of the only games on the like whole tournament thing that was like progressing through it, and I had no idea what it was. <laughs> I'm just like, huh? Yeah. Grim, Fan- yeah, I mean, Grim Fandango beat it, I- GoldenEye? How is that possible? <laughs> I don't know what that I mean, means. to be fair, I don't know if it was IGN or if it was like GameFAQs or GameSpot. Recently, within the last couple of years, they did another one of those, and Undertale won. Like, Undertale is hmm. voted the greatest it's game of all great. time. Yeah. Pretty great. Never doubt the yeah. power of the modern internet. Not greatest <laughs> but, game, but it's pretty great. <laughs> but yeah, it was just, yeah. it was like, okay, well, I, I know that it's a PC game, and I know it's LucasArts, so I figure it was like Monkey Island, and I was like, that beat GoldenEye in like Half-Life on a fucking video game turn? Oh, okay, whatever, I'm sure it's fine. But uh, I, I barely scratched the surface of this one. I, you know, I got that remake at some point, and it's like, oh, right. There's not a lot of action to this. It's a point-and-click game. You know, it's it's cool. I like the I like the art style. Quite frankly, I like that it's dated as hell now. <laughs> like, I don't think it ever looked great, but it looked cool. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that it's Coco Noir is what I thought of. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Maybe if I had played it right after watching Coco, I would have enjoyed it much more. <laughs> like that, Man, that movie really so put good. me in the mood for tragic skeletons in a Mexican setting and. This uh, this maybe could have followed that up, but yeah, hmm. that's that my favorite uh, ska group, the Tragic Skeletons. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that oh. is one thing that I wish would make a comeback because so many games. Okay, first off, more games need to have like Day of the Dead art styles, and that needs to be something that pops up more often. Mm-hmm. Guacamelee Two so- just came out. Yes, yes, it did. 
Secondly, I really wish that, you know, in the indie scene and all of that, the big trend is pixel graphics. And I love pixel graphics. Pixel graphics are great. But I do wish that people started experimenting with, like, more art styles. I would no bullshit love a brand new indie game that came out in that like mid 90s shitty polygon style like that would be incredible and i want to play a game like that i think that's called minecraft I and i think it happened <laughs> there was a big one a rather big one but i understand the desire for more because yeah i mean like if something could successfully emulate the fun of, or just like that vibe of like Nintendo 64, PlayStation, and like, you know, mid-90s PC graphics and make a really good modern game with it, yeah, that'd be a blast. Like, I don't know. Like, could you imagine if Octopath Traveler, instead of using like Final Fantasy VI sprites, used Final Fantasy VII models? See, that's an interesting idea. It almost It's almost like they need a slider in that game like it should be honoring all eras of rpg like <laughs> slide to your preference like how how final fantasy do you want this thing let me slide it back down to one okay we got eight bit sprites and eight bit enemies and it's like let's slide up like eight nine oh man that is great like because really I, you know i love octopath traveler the way it is but it could be honoring every possible final fantasy art style if it wanted to so yeah that would be good <laughs> Um, I like, though, the way to do that is you'd be basically making the same game nine times. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, see, I mean, Octopath Traveler has, like, 3D movement. It's just the sprites are kind of like cardboard cutout moving around. You could replace those with, like, shitty polygon models. Right. And it would still function basically mm. the same. I guess the problem with Octopath would then be that you'd have, like, Final Fantasy models moving in what's essentially a pop-up book version of a 16-bit world. So if you wanted to redo the world every time, that's complicated. But if you just wanted to redo the models and accept them on the pop-up book of the 16-bit world, then yeah, maybe it would uh, maybe it would work. But yeah, I don't know. It's uh, that's actually a very good idea for Octopath Traveler 2, uh, whenever that comes out. Um, what's a, what's how do you say 16 paths? Septo? Sextecta Path Traveler. Well, we'll we'll work on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, I think it would actually be Sextopath. Yeah. And I think that's a very different game. Sextopath Traveler. Is, uh, <laughs> that's a fan game right there, baby. Uh, but gotta... we're talking about Grim Fandango. Yeah, I'm just talking about <laughs> See, fantastic, no, you know, fantastic art styles and RPGs. <laughs> I had a I had a perfect segue because I was going to talk about you know this this new Octopath Traveler that we were making. It's like yeah, I think people would really like that you know crappy polygon character in fantastically rendered background style, just like Grim Fandango. <laughs> yeah, man. Tying it together, Manny. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we should all play this at some point. We should uh, we should stream a late night uh, like thing at Grim Fandango with somehow all of us playing it and see how many people tune in and then fall asleep with their TVs on. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> you know, we'll just lull them to sleep with mid '90s skeleton humor, and uh, yeah, it'll it'll really rock their worlds. But uh, you know, awesome awesome requests, great tunes. Uh, I do believe somebody in the uh, in the chat said, "Oh, I thought that was Cuphead for sure." <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, at first, I was like, "Hey, it kind of sounds like Skullgirls," but I know Skullgirls. Maybe this is Cuphead. Wait, we used Cuphead. What the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Jazzy, eh? We'll have to rely on the trivia, but yeah. So great tunes from a classic game. Uh, thank you, Andrew Oliver, for the request. Uh, you know, many more where that came from, please. 
And, uh, Johnny, should we move on to game two? Game two. So get out your calculators, everybody. This game was released in June of 2008 to coincide with the 30th anniversary of this series.
Oh, who's got those? Guess is ready. I do. Oh, man. Let's see him. So, John Regan says Bionic Commando rearmed. Incorrect. Jesse says Dr. Mario Online RX. Also incorrect. John Harrington is technically incorrect, but he comes the closest. He says 2008 A Space Invaders remake. This is Space Invaders Extreme. Ah. I'm not giving myself a point for that. <laughs> huh. Um. What? Cool. Okay, so, one. I just realized that I'm really this. bad at math because I went for 1988, not 1978. <laughs> <laughs> Bionic wow. was not the first video game. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, it was like, oh, trivia, everything, oh, it's done for the 30th anniversary. That's good trivia, because I'm sure somebody's going to say, hey, what came out in 1978? That was my immediate Pong thought. Of like, or Space Invaders? Yeah. Breakout? No. And then I was kind of <laughs> thinking maybe somebody would Google Space Invaders 2008 and come up with this game. No, I pretty much just joked my way into that answer because I was like, Space Invaders is the only thing that came out in 1978, right? Like, it was uh, it was a pinball game you're talking about, of course. You're talking about the Bally Midway Arcade Cabinet. Sure, that's got to be it. They made an update of that for 2008, right? No, it's the only game that came out that year, Space Invaders. <laughs> but no, this game is actually pretty awesome. It kind of came out of nowhere. Because if I remember, there were two games released for the 30th anniversary. There was this, and then there was also, I think it was like Invaders Strike Back. It was like a downloadable game. I know it was on WiiWare, where you play as the Space Invaders and try to like take over a city. Um, but this game was a lot cooler. It's basically like amped up techno Space Invaders. It's the same basic gameplay, you're still shooting Space Invaders, but they've added stuff like power-ups, and boss fights, and bonus levels, and made it a bit more of a more exciting game. Um, like, Space Invaders is an undeniable classic, but it's the same screen over and over. Uh, this adds a little bit more variety, and makes it a little bit more, I don't want to say modern, but for lack of a better word, modern? Is it? I mean, is it modern or just more fun? I mean, you can be real here. Space Invaders is Space Invaders. Like, they added some bells, some whistles, some music. I'm sure some fucking colors. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. So, um, okay. In that case, real talk. This game's a lot more fun. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like, oh look, it's got pacing. Wait. Like, you know, like better. Uh, I don't know. Maybe possibly better mechanics or something. Some uh, some power-ups, some colors, probably like some bigger enemies, not just the same things over and over, not just, you know, down one row, back, you know, like, the original Space Invaders, iconic, but, uh, man, kind of, kind of simplistic. So, so I have one issue, and, um, that's, we, y'all, you guys have said the word space, like, like, 40 times. Oh, I've been waiting Strikes. for it. Thank you. Son of a bitch. Yeah, John. You know, oh. You're lucky that you're fucking absurd king, because uh, you would uh, you would have been fired Hashtag numerous times by Johnny. now. Yeah, exactly. Not my absurdity. Hot take. Mm. 
yeah, we're talking Space Invaders Extreme, and I'm going to go back and I'm going to do a count on this on how many times we said space before that sound effect came out, because quite frankly, space. you should be ashamed of yourself. Um, um, I, I have the I exact very, count right here. It is an embarrassing amount. Yes. <laughs> now, the question really for this show is Tim Curry in Space Invaders Extreme. Uh, oh, wait, wrong Tim. God. <laughs> <laughs> You had Son one job, bitch. and we made a point to tell you your one job, and you still cocked it up. Uh, <laughs> wow. Impressive. So, I have one thing to uh, bring up here. You said Space Invaders, the original Space Invaders didn't have color. It did. By put, you put a transparency over the screen and <laughs> changed colors. <laughs> Duh. I'm not joking. That's what they did. <laughs> and, you know, a fun fact, the reason the ships got faster was... Um, the processor was eight when you had fewer enemies on the screen the processor could draw them faster like it was totally by accident That's pretty funny <laughs> That's the same way that um Street Fighter 2 has combos There was like a hit detection error where you could chain moves into each other and then players started using that and the developers were like Oh, yeah, good idea. We should probably keep that yeah. <laughs> You know, that's an extra layer to this gameplay. I kind of like um, oh yeah, we uh, meant to do that. Yeah, <laughs> give us money. <laughs> <laughs> no, this game like it was kind of a small little sleeper game. Came out like out of nowhere, and it's actually a lot of fun. I remember the power ups. You could because the the ships were color coded, and if I remember, if you got like three or four of them of the same color in a row, you would get a power up. So I remember the green one was like a spread shot. I remember there was a, I think a red one that was like an explosive shot, and there was a blue one that I always tried to get because it gave you a giant laser beam that you could just hold and then kind of move to the left or right and just mow down everything in the way, that sounds, which was insanely satisfying. Yeah, that sounds like easy mode. <laughs> yeah. You don't really have to be precise with your shooting, just hold that button and move left and right and all the aliens die. Well, that is a good power-up. <laughs> like, and I know, like I said, there were boss fights. I remember one of the boss fights, it's just like a giant version that would just start releasing smaller ones that had their own patterns. It really made Space Invaders more fun. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like a cult game. If you have the chance, if you can find it, I know it came out originally on PSP and DS. I think there's an Xbox Live um, I don't know if that's still around for the Xbox One, but if you can get access to this game, I'm sure it's on Steam. Right. But if you can find this game, definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun. Okay, now it is on Steam. Now tell me this, David. You know, just you know, real talk. Does it warrant the twenty dollar price tag on Steam? <laughs> I would play. I would pay upwards of twenty dollars for this. Mm, okay, hearty endorsement from David. Mm. Uh, impressive. Because uh, to me, it sounds more like a $5 game. <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's my skewed value system. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it's got a, if it's got the depth, if it's got the uh, the replayability, and it's just fun, then yeah, fuck it, 20 bucks, why not? And the music's pretty good. Fun, uh, fun techno space soundtrack. Uh, yeah, I actually like, um, I made sure to specify, this is the DS version, um, because it's me, so of course it is. Yes. But also because the <laughs> DS version has a soundtrack by Zuntata, which is Taito's like in-house band that does all their music. The PSP version, and I believe the Xbox Live version, have a different soundtrack completely Ooh. from like outside musicians. Okay, well, that's good, I guess. 
But, but no, it's it's got that like electronic trance dance club music that perfectly fits in with the trippy visuals and the pixelated graphics. Oh yeah, would you look at that? It was released on Steam February of this year because now it's the 40th anniversary of Space Invaders. Good lord. Space! Thank you. Um, yeah, wow. Uh, it's going to be crazy when we start celebrating 40th anniversaries of classic games. That's, uh, ooh, that's going to be mind-blowing. So, uh, oh boy. while I have an existential crisis, David, is there anything else that you have to say about Space Invaders? To the extreme! The only thing I want to say is that this is a really fun game <laughs> set in space. Space! Indeed it Thank is. Thank you. Cool. Just making sure Johnny's fingers are working. Um, nothing sexual about that. That's and, uh, Johnny, let's keep it going to, uh, keep going to the next game. Game three. Two fingers.
Right. So, um, in this game, you play as one of 11 different monsters. Uh, you have, uh, like, punches and kicks and all sorts of different things. And uh, you can use the environment. It was also uh, supposed to be a GameCube exclusive. And then um, eventually they released it on Xbox as well. How you guys feeling? I think I'm feeling, I'm feeling very good. Pretty good. Oh, that last song awesome. was kind of a tip-off. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Maybe <laughs> slightly iconic. Alright, let's oh. see what you got. We got, um... Oh. We got uh, Johnny with a d- dick guitar. <laughs> which is pretty fantastic. Um, and then Johnny or John and David both say Godzilla destroy all monsters melee, which is correct. 
Hell yeah. So, who played this game? Say the full title again. Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee. I just feel like it's such a fun name to say. <laughs> like, it, I remember seeing is. the ads for that back in the day. It's like, Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee! I'm like, I love this. I want it. <laughs> That's good stuff right there. 3D Godzilla I don't know what it is, Godzilla but I want to play it. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what it is, and I want to play it. <laughs> like... Uh, I don't care what it is. You get to fight Godzilla with fucking, like, you know, King Ghidorah in a 3D thing and, like, smash him through buildings? Yes, yes, yes. That is oh, to no say... Oh, shit, it's got Megalon as a character. I want to play yeah. this. That is to say I rented it once at Blockbuster and never played it again. But it was a lot of fun for those few days. <laughs> oh, man, this game was... I was so excited for it, and it paid off. It was great. This game... If you could get four people to play this game, it was a... It was so much fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was 11 monsters, but they were all the good choices for monsters. I mean, like like David said, Megalon's in this game. Freaking mm-hmm. uh, Destroya. Uh, King, King Ghidorah. Mecha King, Mecha King yeah. Ghidorah. <laughs> yeah. Angerus is in this? Lineup. Hell yeah. I remember, I think I was a little disappointed that, uh, that Gamera wasn't in it. Like... Yeah. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, that, I really liked Gamera. <laughs> that is the crossover that we desperately need: Godzilla versus Gamera. Is that is that not they, been a thing? <laughs> no. Oh shit! They tried to get uh, Jet Jaguar in this game too. Oh, that would have been so. Oh, that would have been amazing. Oh, God. And they said uh, no. Johnny, jump in here, man. What's your favorite, uh, like kaiju or uh, you know, like Japanese uh, monster movie? Uh, you know, guys, it's time for me to make a confession. I've never actually seen a Godzilla or other Japanese monster movie. None of them? None of them. What about Godzilla wow. 98 with Matthew Broderick? <laughs> no. I'm no. just saying. Not even American Godzilla? <laughs> no, I've never seen any of them. How dare you? Or don't watch that one. No, do watch that one. It's a lesson on how to do Godzilla wrong, and it'll make you appreciate the other Godzillas more. Besides the fact that that 1998 Godzilla had Hank Azaria and Harry Shearer in it, and my Simpsons loving ass loved it, that movie sucks ass. <laughs> okay, John, here's what you need to do. You need to find yourself, you need to go to your corner video store, and you need to find yourself a copy of Godzilla Final Wars. Yes. And you need to watch that. That's pretty great. It's dope. <laughs> because it's Wait, basically so- like every kaiju monster attacking at once and then Godzilla has to go in and wreck all of them. Mm -hmm. It's fucking fantastic. Step one, find myself. I feel like that's gonna take a while (laughs) to go on a journey of self-discovery. Oh yeah, Yeah, no, bro, you need to do some soul-searching after this. Yeah. You need some soul-searching like, what have I been doing with my life? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I have a wife and a dog and a great job, but I've not seen Godzilla. What else am I not doing? Seriously, man. You know, all those trips to the video store when you were a kid and you didn't pick up a fucking Godzilla movie at some point, like... No, because one time I picked up Dirty Work and I was never allowed to pick the movie again. That wasn't when you were a kid. (laughs) You were a teenager by then. I'm talking when you were, like, seven. You never looked at the fucking, like, the weird wall of your local video store and went... Oh man, like that thing's got a knife for a head. That uh, Godzilla, that's just you know, uh, like how how were you not drawn to this? Jack Frost. <laughs> I'm just wondering what you spent your childhood watching, if not Godzilla movies. 
I think uh, Aladdin on VHS again and again and again. <laughs> Fair enough, man. I get that. You're off the hook. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> what the a good hell are you watching all the time? Aladdin. All right. Life well spent. <laughs> yeah, uh, <okay>. Man. <laughs> That, uh, I feel yeah. like my my, my dad was kind of like a nerd, away. <laughs> and he got me into like stuff like this. Who was that? My 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 dad like mm. he always had like you know he had a van and all that kind of like fun kind of van stories you had back in the seventies. Yeah. But at the same time, he was always turning me on to like Star Trek and and Godzilla movies and stuff. And I was like, so I feel like he was like a nerd, but. You know, didn't really show he was a nerd back then or whatever. Oh know. yeah, he was but a nerd before he, he it was like Godzilla. even acceptable to be a nerd in public. You know, I get it. I used to feel that way. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, Godzilla destroy all monsters melee, the fucking four player 3D fighting game featuring Godzilla characters for GameCube. Yeah, it's fucking great. Like, there's not much else to say about it. You got 11 Godzilla characters and you beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's. I, we need know, a new game like this. We really do. You know, I, I'm wondering if that's why you gravitate towards things like uh, like Gang Beasts and other like 3D, you know, f- like fun fighting games. It's like this was a party in a small GameCube disc. Like this was everything kid you would want in one little tiny package. Like giant monsters beating the shit out of each other, and you can play it with all your friends. Because yes, I have less and than stepping five on tanks and smashing <laughs> buildings and throwing. Like, doing suplexes to other monsters into, like, the ocean. Yeah. Like, you know, oh. Yeah, we need that back. Good times. Especially, I mean, we got, you know, we had Kong Skull Island and a new Godzilla, and now I think they're about to cross those over. So, like, it's time for a Rampage was, movie. It, yeah, mean, exactly. And Rampage was a great Rampage movie. Game. <laughs> so take settle. Godzilla and make it a great game. Like, it makes sense to me. I was so heartbroken that they did not do a video game tie-in for Pacific Rim. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, that would have been fucking great. Yeah, that's weird. You know, like, I'm I'm sure that's going to happen. I think they're going to keep making those because I think China laps them up. So uh, I think there's bound to be a Pacific Rim game one day. I don't know that it'll be good, but I'm just picturing something where you can, like, create your own Jaeger or maybe even create your own Kaiju. And, uh, yeah, it sounds like, a, sounds like a pretty fun game. So, yeah, a new Godzilla game. Like, man, wouldn't it just blow your mind if right alongside the... Uh, the Ultimate Smash Brothers uh, release. They did Ultimate Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee and just came out with a new fucking like party Godzilla game. We have everyone. Exactly. All the kaijus are here. <laughs> like, How fucking amazing would it be if there was camera. a Godzilla like fighting game where they create a character? Megazord. Oh yeah. Where you could just make your own kaiju. Dude, yeah, and Godzilla versus the King Power Rangers versus Pacific Rim versus Gamera versus Jet Jaguar, like versus Voltron, um, VR Troopers. Oh yep, fuck yeah, Voltron! Uh, all you of get it. The King Kong in there? Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course, John. <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, it it needs to happen. Quite frankly, you know, I'd rather have that than like. I don't know, almost any other like uh, crossover fighting game going forward. Like Smash Bros. <laughs> is all well and good, but come on, let's have the giant monster crossover fighting game. Let's all come together on that. Um, oh hmm. man, I remember there was a moon level you could fight on on this game. Oh, did it have low it's gravity? Awesome. <laughs> I think it was. It had I think the gravity was a little, a little lower, and there was like a moon base you could smash and stuff. It was I love it great. so much. Yeah, and there was a story it's, mode in this that obviously I don't know anything about because I only had the game for five days. 
But uh, basically, aliens uh, get control of all the giant monsters except for one, mm. and so you have to go like knock sense into all the other monsters and then go kill the mo- the aliens. Hell yeah, man! Godzilla. Yeah, and also, is, I mean, oh, just go on. Is down. King Kong a kaiju? He's a giant yeah. monkey. What happened? <laughs> okay, I don't know if he's considered one yeah. or not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Cause... I don't know the delineation of giant monster versus kaiju. If it's literally just like anime versus animation, anime is from Japan, but it's just animation. Like King Kong, technically a kaiju. I don't know. That's. <laughs> I think kaiju means dude in suit, right? Oh, okay. In that case, well, maybe. Because originally, like in the actual American King Kong movie, he's I think he's like 50 feet tall. And then so many people wanted to see him fight Godzilla that Toho like <laughs> bought the rights to make King Kong versus Godzilla, but they yes. realized that Godzilla's like 400 feet tall and King Kong is 50, so they scaled him up. So there is an actual like kaiju King Kong over in Japan awesome. that's slightly different from the American version. Into it, so into it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, man, they need to bring this back because this game was a blast, even if I only played it once. I, it stuck with me. You just, you know, it's uh, it, it gets down to just everything that's fun about video games. <laughs> like, controlling giant monsters, fighting things, smashing things, having fun with your friends, and doing it with characters you're familiar with. Like, it was it was hitting me in the nostalgia receptors when I was only, you know, when it was fucking 2003. It didn't, you know, I didn't know I had nostalgia for that until it fucking came out. It's like, oh, right. Seven-year-old me loved this shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> so... Yeah, man, they need to they need to bring this back. And Blue Oyster Colt wrote a song about Godzilla. That's cool too. Good to know. <laughs> I assume that's your bonus tunes. So uh, in order to find out, Johnny, I think we should keep it moving, man. Game four. <laughs>
so. This remake received mo many mixed reviews, despite being mostly identical to its critically acc acclaimed original version. Many reviewers pointed to the battle system and the music as elements that were made worse in the new version. I'm so sorry. Sorry for playing that song. Um, how you guys feeling, man? Not great. Yeah, I know, man. I, I heard the music, too. My ears hurt. Um, mm. Mm. Johnny, what are you thinking, man? Let's see it. Can there you, you go. Well, well, well. David says Bomberman Act Zero. Way off. Jesse says Chrono Trigger. Getting warmer. John Regan says Secret of Mana remake? He's correct. It's Secret of Mana for the PlayStation oh, 4. Of course it fucking is. <laughs> Why do you think I'm so upset? <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> oh, Ooh, that's right. Man. They, they botched this one, guys. Like, uh, I was so excited for this. I'd been, like, kicking around a Secret of Mana remake in my brain since, I don't know, 1997 or so. Like, I was like, I could make that for Nintendo 64 with some new little polygon characters and, you know, run around 3D worlds and stuff. Maybe change the perspective. Okay, well, that didn't happen. And then for years and years it didn't happen. And then they finally announced they were going to have a 25th anniversary edition of Secret of Mana. And I was like, okay, yeah, now we're talking. It's like, it's a straight remake of the original, but with, like, polygonal graphics. Okay, cool, tight. Well, we did some things. Not many things, <laughs> but we did some things that fucked this up. <laughs> like, 
Oh, oh boy. Um, it doesn't straight up suck. Like, it's fun. Back of the box quote. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's, I mean, that's like the most praise I can give it. It is not outright terrible. Like, it's got some charm. Could if be you worse. never, If you never play, oh, it could be much worse, but it's pretty fucking bad. If you never played the original, then it's an acceptable alternative. And even if you have played the original, it you know it, it's a decent little uh, like tribute to it. But like Secret of Mana, I love the game. Probably my one of my favorite games of all time for a long time was my favorite game of all time. And you know I, I said that always despite its flaws because it was just so much fun to play. I mean it's you know not a perfect game. It had a bunch of shit chopped out of it because Nintendo's partnership with Sony fell through. All that stuff poorly translated, you know weirdly paced whatever. But it was a blast. And this one is, like, an exact remake of that. Like, problems and all. They don't add in, uh, like, new content or anything like that that might have been deleted from the original game. It's the same same exact game. Going the same places. It You know, the mini-map. They've added a mini-map so you can have an idea where you're going. It's literally... kind of helpful. It's the image of the Super Nintendo game transposed onto... Uh, like the PlayStation 4 graphics. So, like, you're walking around the little polygonal world, and then there's a Super Nintendo game there to remind you how charming it used to be. And, you know, it's just like, there's... For everything they got, like, they advanced properly, they just somehow took something away. Like, it's got 3D models, and there's cutscenes with voice acting. Voice acting's a little bit annoying, and the 3D models, their mouths don't move during the cutscenes. So it's like, it's like playing with puppets. You know... Like, I love that's that. not excellent. Uh, you know, the all the enemies are rendered in 3D. Some of them are like bigger than they used to be, and they've got a lot of detail. But like, there's no, there's no like charm. Like the the 16-bit sprites had so much charm in animation. Like, you know, you knock certain things out, they fall a certain way, or if you fucking kill like a certain enemy, like they'd either explode. Like if you're fighting the water thug, it explodes in like droplets of water. Or if you're fighting, like, uh, guys in the haunted forest, they dissolve into skeletons, you know, all of a sudden. This, everything just kind of, like, flops over and just, like, dies. And it's like, you took away the charm. Like, where's the animation? Where's the fun dancing? Like, where's the weird shit? It's just, it's like somebody looked through a book of Secret of Mana and it's like, okay, yeah, I pretty much got this. I can can kind of, you know, I I bet I know what that thing does. Sure. (laughs) Like... It's just missing those little flourishes. Now, and then are some of the vendors do they dance still? They do, they do dance and they look weird now cuz they're in 3D. Like the movements all wrong. Like I don't know, man. Uh. <laughs> they're doing that same thing and somehow it just feels foreign. But uh you know, the uh, the things that really kill this game for me. And uh, I chose this tonight to stick with my theme of disappointment. Um, you know, this, uh, this started my year in disappointing fashion, and I thought I was having a good year until August, and now I'm back to disappointment. Um, the battle, the battle system, uh, they fucked it up. Like, the Secret of Mana original, you could move in eight directions, but you essentially attacked in four directions. You could attack up, down, left, right, and there was, like, uh... There's a combat flow to it. Like, you're fighting something, it's only going to attack you one way unless it uses a magic spell. And, you know, so you can, like, move around the board and charge your weapon back up and then, like, get in line with the enemy, hit it, and try and evade it. 
But now, both the enemies and the characters attack in like 360, uh, like they can attack any direction. And so that old strategy is out the window, and it makes the battles really goddamn hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> things can hit you anywhere. Like, it's, it's fucking tough. And, like, the original Secret of Mana, it kind of made sense if you, like, occasionally swung your sword and just, like, straight up missed. Because, you know, you're moving back left and right, up and down, whatever, you swing and a miss. That's, that's part of the game. But, like, they didn't really, like, explain why that would happen in this game. So, like, you run up to something with a fully charged spear attack, and you just fucking thrust at it, and it doesn't hit. And then you're just getting, like, fucking bodied by a fucking, you know, demon head or whatever. <laughs> it's just like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> why is this happening? Like, the battle system got so frustrating. Um... And then the final final straw, we just listened to it, man. The, they fucked this soundtrack up. Like the the original Secret of Mana has one of the best SNES soundtracks of all time. You know, one of the best video game soundtracks of all time. It's fantastic. It's a it's a masterpiece of 16-bit music. And um, I don't know, man. Like this, they just got it all wrong. Like, some of the tracks sound like nicely updated instrumental versions of the original soundtrack. You know, just like with some better guitars and better instruments. I don't know where they pulled the idea that, like, well, what we really wanted to go for on the Super NES, you know, was bagpipes and fucking, like, uh, you know, whatever the instrument that a snake charmer plays. <laughs> and, you know, like, they chose some, you know, fucking an accordions. Like, they chose some bizarre instrumentation on this new soundtrack. Like, I played two of the more reasonable songs and then the absolute travesty of a final song. Like, you know, some of them, that first song was the uh, Mushroom Village Matango theme. It's a little industrial, a little fun. You know, in the game, in the SNES game, it sounds kind of, I don't know, like steel and, you know, drums and stuff like that. And this one, they just kind of upped that. But then they just start adding those noodly guitars over and over again. It's like, all right, we got a good theme here. But what if we just, like, you know, fucking got, like, Carlos Santana to come in here and just, like, fuck a guitar all <laughs> over this fucking track? Like, yeah, Didn't yeah, yeah, do it. <laughs> you know, fucking run that dick up and down those fucking <laughs> strings, man. Just over and over again. <laughs> What is it with game that tune and having older male celebrities use their penis on inanimate objects? Carlos it's just Santana how it goes, David. A guitar, George Dramatic. Lucas slamming his dick in a microwave. Uh, it's just how it goes. Uh, you know, but they, uh, you know, they hired a bunch of different composers to come in and do this. Yuzo Koshiro does like six of the remade sounds, or you know, uh, songs in the game, and actually does some of the better ones. But like. You know, that second one, that's the flying theme when the Mana Fortress is in the air, and it's got... It's just the original thing, but with new guitars going... All over it, and it's like, now, come on, you could have done better than that. <laughs> like, and then that final song, I mean, that that's my favorite Secret of Mana song ever. The, you know, Thanatos battle theme, and... You know, the remake of that song is done by Hiroki Kakuda himself, and I don't know what the fuck is going on. He's got like <laughs> chanting and scat, and like I just—it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, 
you you just it's like Jurassic Park, man. <laughs> like he just you know he just knew he could, but he didn't stop to think if he should. <laughs> hey, I I know. I'll take what was originally a fucking sick SNES song. And, uh, you know, that had a really distinct sound and really unique. And I'll replace the instruments with people going, ha, ha, and then I'll, instead of like a, you know, drum hit, I'll just pay, uh, you know, this guy over here to go, bup, bup, bup. You know, it's, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> and it just, oh, it just grinds my gears so hard. Like, I, I can't believe how bad they did on this soundtrack. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's travesty. And again, there are there are some songs that are good. They're going to be in post on the on this episode. Like there's going to be you know, uh, like Yuzo Koshiro's version of the Pure Land sound uh, song is fucking great. It's just like awesome violins and shit. You know, some of them are really good, but man, some of them are really bad. <laughs> like you know, I, I'm trying to think of like some some like just commonplace music in Secret of Mana, and you know, just how it sounded nice and like you know, like do you, any of you guys have impressions like can you just give me a thought about the original secret of mana soundtrack like the, the general sound of it you know and i don't know what do you think so that that you know tune um i really love it because it sounds like javanese music slash bali you know music yes balinese gamelan yeah um and when i like I took world history class back in college, and that was like my favorite, like my favorite region of music. So it was so interesting and like different and weird. Yes, and and I, I loved I it. Know. Yeah, but what did I, they do now? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what they did to it, man. But like they just ah, oh, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like in general, like you know, the instrumentation of the original sounded more like flutes and you know strings and stuff like that. And then they just replace it with like fucking like I said, like. Uh, accordions and bagpipes and just like the worst sounding instrumentation you can possibly have you know I'll say like I, I when I think of the Super Nintendo Secret of Mana soundtrack I think very like classic epic fantasy like a lot of light instrumentation strings woodwinds that kind of thing and then listening to this is like I what is this? yeah well, no like, I, I, and like I said I took it easy on you guys like the original like the first like you know, just like forest area theme or whatever. Uh, like I'm trying to think. It's like the like just that normal walking around Secret of Mana music. Like part of it sounds like they did it on like I think a xylophone, which okay, that's close. But then like I can't remember. They 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 just like fuck up the melody of it real bad. And then like the later music, like I said, it's like. What sounded like a flute in the original game and like a really cool, like, you know, maybe piccolo song is replaced with a fucking bagpipe or accordion. And it's just like, no, <laughs> that's. The, the, I don't want a cover on a, you know, from a fucking like street musician for this. I want the fucking <laughs> song. Like, what is this? <laughs> like, if I listen to the Super Nintendo soundtrack, even if I don't know like the names of the songs or remember like what areas. I have an idea of, like, what this is supposed to represent. Like, oh, this is, like, the happy starting area. The grass has everything. But listening to these songs, like, I have no idea what's going on. No. I, like, where does this fit into a fantasy ge- What? Yeah, no, it's like they just took the previous soundtrack, and in some cases, 
destroyed the instrumentation, and in other cases, took the original soundtrack and fucked guitars all over it. That's all they did. Like, you know, there is... And then in Hiroki Kakuda's case, the sound, the songs that he actually like did himself, I don't know what the fuck he did. But, you know, he took all of them and fucking ruined them, with one exception. He did a really nice version of the final boss theme, Meridian Dance, and it's not fucked up at all. I'm like, okay, what, you know, that's great. What, you got what the one. Fuck? <laughs> you got one. <laughs> you got the big one. It's the final boss theme. It doesn't make me want to kill myself. But, like... <laughs> What happened to the rest of this game? <laughs> it's it's crazy, man. Uh, and I stopped playing it a while ago because I got it when it first came out, and it had a crashing bug all the time. Uh, it it would crash frequently. Fortunately, one also a little you know, creature comfort they added for uh, the remake: auto save whenever you enter a new area. So all the crashing didn't really matter because I could get back to where I was pretty easily. Good. But now they've patched that out, and I'm thinking about picking it up and finishing it just to say that I did it. But man, I, I think I'm going to have to flip the switch and listen to the classic soundtrack when I play it. Because that's an option, and it's oh, fine that it's an option, but man, this this remade soundtrack is fucking unforgivable. It's so bad. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's my disappointment story for the year. Uh, is there a way that you could, like make it so certain songs will be like the classic good ones See, and I would love some that. songs would be the uh, yeah, actual the up, like, like, the, yeah the ones the that are good one. should stay updated yeah I would love that because you know there are several good songs on this soundtrack I have the soundtrack and downloaded the player, and, can you play it online too uh, and no that's the other big problem and I don't what? tend to judge it's... things on that because whatever it's you know it happens but no, it's couch-only multiplayer, so no, you can't jump online with your friends, which is disappointing, because I would love to be able to do that, and I would probably play it way more if, if you could. But uh, but yeah, like I said, there's several good songs on the soundtrack. It's got, like, over 50 songs, so that several is not enough. Like, it's <laughs> there need to be way more good songs, and they really blew this fucking thing. So, anyway, Secret of Mana Remake, uh, if it ever goes, like, discount, and maybe they've patched it to the point that it's more playable now, might be might be worth a pickup, but no, it's uh, it's a pretty lousy lousy effort on the part of everyone involved. <laughs> so uh, you know, um, I don't know where the Mana series goes from here, but I know where we're going from here. We're going to Game Five. Johnny, get us out of this. <laughs> game Five.
guys this is one of the few games to use the Game Boy Colors infrared port What was the trivia again? This is one of the few games that can take advantage of the Game Boy Color's infrared port. Hmm. Might actually have it, just because that is a very small list. It sure is. Yeah, I believe the list is only like five or six games. <laughs> Let's uh, see some answers. Ooh. Oh man, okay, so David says Donkey Kong Land, which is incorrect. Jesse says Pokemon Crystal, which is incorrect. John says Pokemon the Trading Card Game, and this that is correct. <laughs> this is Pokemon the Trading Card Game, the video game for the Game Boy Color. <laughs> the necessary thing. No, we did Pokemon Pinball, not the Trading Hell yeah, we did. Mm. We almost did Pokemon Trading Card Game. This one was requested a couple of weeks ago. Uh, possibly that's why it's on Johnny's radar. <laughs> I don't be. know. <laughs> <laughs> I might have run out of time and just picked a request. <laughs> oh. I just, 
I just saw Donkey Kong, thought John, and said, oh, obviously that's what he chose. <laughs> Bingo. We need an uku, give me a banana sound drop. We'll work on that. Ooh. Um, man. So, uh, nobody played this, right? Despite it being one of the ten best-selling games in the history of the Game Boy, nobody actually played the Pokemon trading card game on Game Boy, right? They just played the Pokemon trading card game. So I've never played the I Game believe- Boy version. I, I believe one of us had the Game Boy version. I believe David used to have it, if I recall correctly. No, I had the trading Ooh. card game, not the oh, trading shit. card game for Game Boy. Yep. Oh, I man, do recognize some of the music, it. which is weird, and I'm not sure why. Unless it was hmm. like, some of the songs are remixes from the obscure Pokemon song. Hmm. Could be. So, but yeah, yeah I don't this... know, man. Like, what is the point? Besides just capital, you know, you know, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Like, <laughs> oh, uh, I've actually me. heard that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, where the fuck were you when we were talking about space? Yeah, um, chase. <laughs> space! I've, I've actually heard that this game is really good because they, they add a story element, if I recall. <gasps> um, is so it's it kind just of Pokemon? Like, it's kind of like, you know, Pokemon going around trying to be the best, beating, you know, the Mafia. But it's in a trading card game format. Yeah, I believe the, this game's use of the infrared port was interesting. It was called, like, Card Pop or something like that. And the idea was you would point the two Game Boys at each other via infrared port, and you would each get, like, a card out of it. And you couldn't do that again with that same player until you'd gone... Uh, there's some number of times that if you did, you know, once you did it with so many other players, then you could, like, start repeating people. But I think it was some, <laughs> like, pretty high number. Like, it, it would take you, like, I think, like, 100 people to do it or something like that. Oh, jeez. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. But the card okay. pop was the only way I think you could get the Mew card and the Venusaur card. Huh. Cool. And then, interesting thing is they made a sequel to this, Pokemon the Training Card Game 2, and if you try to do the card pop with that and Pokemon Training Card Game 1, it would, uh, I think, erase the save file of Pokemon the Training Card Game 1. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> because fuck you. Yeah. Which, which is like, you think they'd have a little check like, oh, is this the right game? No, maybe I shouldn't do anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> what a what an issue. <laughs> uh, yeah, so wait, I mean, was it just for this card pop thing, or... Now, hold on. This is the Pokemon trading card game. Pokemon, big mechanic in the uh, in the original game. Trading. Could you trade cards via IR or just do this card pop thing? You know, that's a good question. I know the... So I know that the... Because here's something that's weird is some of these Game Boy games that did use the infrared port, like I think Pokemon Crystal used the infrared port, you still battled with the link cable, and the infrared port was something totally, you know, like a different feature. You wouldn't, like, huh. use the infrared port in place of the link cable, you know, or vice oh, versa. Okay. That shows what I know. I'm just making a, making a joke, because it's like, oh, wow, you can do this card pop thing. It's like, can you trade? You know, I don't know. <laughs> that would have been a good idea. <laughs> so you, you know. are able to send and receive cards over the infrared port, so you can okay. trade cards. And then you, you can use the link cable to duel. Gotcha. Nice. Probably yeah, because you know, one like, of the big 
one of the big things in the real-life Pokemon trading card game was I never fucking traded cards with anybody. I strictly just bought blind packs and opened them and hoped that I got better things. Like, who, you know, do people actually trade trading cards? I don't think they do. Like, you buy yeah. cards, you keep them, you play them. You know, or in the case of, like, you know, like... I don't know, X-Men or, uh, like, sports cards. You just kind of keep them, and you don't do anything with them, and they depreciate in value. But, like, you know, Jesse, you're a card game player. You, you know, back in the day, did you actually trade cards with people? Yeah, I would trade. Okay, just checking. I feel like me and my like friends were always and, too, uh, too like competitive, too selfish. Like, me and Anthony always were playing, and so we Word. would trade back and forth and stuff. Okay. Word. Yeah, I think uh, I think me and my friends were like too competitive and shitty against each other to actually like. Hey man, you want to give me that meowth? <laughs> no, I know you want it. You can't have it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wonder, half in front of you. Yeah. I seem to remember there was a rule in the actual card game where like, if you played somebody and you won, you got to take one of their cards. Like allegedly, yeah, that's how uh... the game is supposed to play. But of course, nobody did that because fuck you, I'm not gonna give. I was going to say, David, I made that, made that rule up just to steal all your foil cards. <laughs> the thing, the real rule was, I'm bigger than you and give me all your foil cards. <laughs> there was nothing written into it where you had to, but I didn't want to strong arm him out of you. I had to convince you that it was legit, so, you know, these things happen. I didn't uh, want to strong arm them out of you, so I just lied to you to get my way. Yes. Exactly. Come on, man. So I just printed a fake rule book and distributed yeah. copies all over town. Mm-hmm. That's just how it goes, man. It was 2000. It was a different time. You, know, you couldn't just uh, couldn't just search for these things. You had to you had to present the rule book, and that's how it went. But yeah, I gotta I love say though, trading card game. The the trading card game that's available now on the computer and mobile devices is way cooler. Because like you can buy physical packs of cards and then get codes for digital packs of cards too. Dope. So it's like you get cards to play with your real life friends, and then you get cards to play with strangers. Hmm. Cool. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the actual Pokemon trading card game. Uh, briefly, uh, sadly, there was like you know a lull in my enthusiasm for it, and uh, I like lost track of where all my cards were, and then my brother burned them all back in the day. <laughs> So, uh, kind of wow. got out of it for a while. I remember <laughs> playing, uh, I remember having Pokemon Red and going up to the Avenues Mall to go to a Pokemon tournament, and mm. I remember they had these side tables set up of all these people doing the trading card game, and at this point, I don't think I'd gotten into the trading card game yet, because I will admit, at some point I was, I remember having cards, but I definitely remember having my Game Boy with me on the way to the game, to the Pokemon tournament, and looking at the trading card table, people would be like, Pfft, fucking scrubs like i'm playing the actual pokemon what is this bullshit yeah. nerds <laughs> and then Ugh. i won my first round and lost the second word did we all go to that tournament together because yeah we did uh, you i feel like we did you two yeah. right before that we went <laughs> yeah i did that i remember now and then, you know, hey, karma got me because I didn't win a single fucking match. So, you know, man, the, the fucking, that tournament at the Avenues Mall back in the day, what that's, that's, a weekend. That's one of those things where at the time I cannot stress how fucking pissed I was. But yeah. now I look back on it like, that's hilarious. Dude, you're ready, you're, you're ready for the best story time. You know, we all went and had a pretty good time at that, despite me being kind of a jerk and releasing your Mewtwo. 
uh, you know, karma got me back in a big way because uh, not only did I not win any games of that tournament, I spent the weekend at David's house because my parents were going with the family up to like a family reunion type thing in Georgia, and somehow I was able to convince them that I wanted to go to this Pokemon tournament because it was very important <laughs> rather than go to a family reunion thing. And uh, in the in the midst of that family reunion, my parents had the fight that broke their marriage, and they came back and told oh. us they were getting divorced. Oh, and wow. I missed it for a Pokemon tournament. <laughs> like, oh. Gotta catch just, them all. I, it I was, was just dope. imagining like young John's like, "There's something we need to tell you. We love you very much, but you know we're getting a divorce." And the only thought in your head is. Oh God! I shouldn't have released that Mewtwo. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't win a single goddamn match. What's that, son? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, your thing, right? Yeah, I remember losing my first match, and then going into the second match, and uh, or no, it was the first match because they had to set up for the other people. So I was in the first match, and I was locked in with this kid, and we were both like on our final Pokemon, and we were both using Mewtwo, and. I would attack him, next turn he recovered, he would attack me, next yep. turn I recovered. So that's all we were doing the whole time, and then finally, like, the the woman who was, like, attending everything was like, okay, we, we need to go, we need to go. It's like, no, we're, we're in the middle of this, we're, in, we're fighting, you know, we have to see who wins every single well, other people are coming. It's like, no, we're in the middle of this, and finally it's like, yeah, you know what, you both get badges, just, just turn your yeah. games off, you're done. Get out of here. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, you know, I made these, you know, I was a total Pokemon scrub, and in my zeal to win, I was like, all right, you know, let me, let me make, like, a last second, like, awesome move to make my characters better. I'll make my Mewtwo, my level 100 Mewtwo, learn one more, like, offensive TM, and he'll just be a powerhouse, and I made it forget recover. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just got fucking worked. <laughs> I was pretty bad at that. <laughs> so, uh, lesson learned: if your uh, if your Pokemon has the ability to recover, keep it. Uh, it's useful, <laughs> especially in tournament settings. I think I was more used to like playing the like the Elite Four in the computer. It's like I never need to recover. I'm just like you know handling all these motherfuckers. <laughs> it's like oh right, if you go up against other people that also have six level 100 Pokemon, you can't just handle them without recovering. Ah oh, crap. <laughs> And my parents are getting divorced. <laughs> this is the worst weekend ever. <laughs> Jesus Christ, John. Okay. Again, I, keeping with that backdoor theme of disappointment. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to rub salt in. I don't want to bring up old wounds. But I would like to officially motion to name the episode. Dot dot dot. And my parents are getting divorced. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> it's the end of August absurdity, and my parents have been divorced for 20 years. Oh, God damn it. Oh, yeah. Too dark. Too dark. <laughs> Indeed. I'm sure it hasn't affected me in any way. Yep, I'm a perfectly <laughs> normal adult now, he said on his video game music podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh Jesus! That, so yeah, no. That clip's under going Johnny's in the new rule, jingle. <laughs> under Johnny's rule, I believe we have to keep it much more light, so uh, we will no longer be bringing up my parents' divorce, which is cool. Um, yeah, I didn't really want for to bring it up episode. anyway. It's the ultimate story connected to Pokemon for me. <laughs> um, I mean, so in terms yeah, of Pokemon stories, it's pretty up there. Yeah. 
<laughs> I played Pokemon instead of witness my parents' marriage completely fall apart. You know, Pokemon's been a big part of my life. Um, so the Pokemon trading card game, though, it didn't play that. Uh, <laughs> maybe I had a weird association afterward. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else, John, on the Pokemon trading card game? <laughs> No, I believe uh, it's time to fire up the calculating computer. I have thoroughly covered this one. <laughs> calculating computer activated. Computers, beeps. Oh, sorry, I was uh, checking up on the chat. What was that? Beeps. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Harrington. Bling! Fantastic. What an episode. And no, this is in no way redeeming for me, losing August Absurdity. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a nice win. It's not the nice win. But it still feels pretty good, man. Yeah, great show tonight, guys. I love it when we get a good free play going. I love so, that um, you played the Secret of Mana Reading. It's the new free play game, which is the It's almost like we coordinated, coordinated that. And uh, I'm going to say, yes, we did. Johnny knew exactly How what absurd. he was pressing when he pressed that button. <laughs> yeah. Definitely knew. That um, was not my first time hearing that wind jingle. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, but yeah, man, what a, uh, what a game, man. So I guess we're back to normal. It's not, not head-to-head anymore. And now that I've won, I've just got to pick a theme, huh? I feel like it's been so long since we've done this. Um... So, I was thinking, we've got Labor Day coming up, you know, holiday for workers, and uh, it's a little bit of a stretch of a theme, but I think I'm going to go with it. Uh, it's, uh, I want games in which you have a job, and, you know, I know you could argue in a lot of cases, like, oh yeah, you know, you, uh, you know, like... Ryu from Ninja Gaiden. He's a fucking ninja. The, you know, that's his job. I don't know. I don't know if you get paid so, for that. I want games in, in which you Final have a job Fantasy in the traditional game, sense. <laughs> in the Final Fantasy games, classes are called jobs. Ooh. Well, I said it, so the die is cast. <laughs> <laughs> so, games in which you get a job, games with a job system. We're jobbing it out on uh, on our next uh, labor-themed episode of Game That Tune. Oh, God, I could have gone with pregnancy games. That's too late. We're going with job games. Labor Day, Uh, pregnancy games. Have you been on the internet? It's probably best we don't do pregnancy games. Yeah, no, you know, I think it's Dragon Quest V and then fucking you don't want to go there, so. Um, What about hand jobs? mm, See, no, it's games in which you. Hmm, no. Games in which you have a job, not games in which you have a job done to you. Games in which okay, you what work about, at a job. Well, what is the <laughs> type situation? Games that have jobbers. No, you already got Final Fantasy games. I'm not making a concession for wrestling games as well. <laughs> it's not just going to be Jesse Fiasco, you know, next week with nothing but Final Fantasy Jesse and wrestling. Fiasco. We're not having it. <laughs> Although, side note, someone should make a Final Fantasy wrestling game. Yes. You know. Yes. Or recognize that some wrestlers' characters are jobs. Like, wasn't there a guy that was an accountant or a tax man or something? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, yeah, like job-themed wrestlers. wrestlers. <laughs> so, yeah, my, you know, my job. I'm one of the Bludgeon Brothers, so we're using the wrestling games. It's all good. Um, no, you know what I mean. You know in your heart what it means. It's a little stupid, but that's Game That Tune, baby. So uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in uh, again all August long. It's been a fantastic August absurdity. 
Um, we've had a blast. And uh, thanks for tuning in tonight. A lot of great chat in the chat room, chat box, whatever you want to call it. We're live every Wednesday night, uh, 9 p.m., twitch.tv slash game that tune, youtube.com slash game that tune, facebook.com slash game that tune. Catch us live. Or you can catch us in podcast form. It comes out Wednesday mornings. It sounds a little better than the live show. We touch it up. We make it sound good. And uh, you should check it out. It's in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, thanks again to our requester tonight. That was Andrew Oliver. Johnny, did you ever give credit for your request, or are you just claiming it as your own? Um. Oh, you mean the Pokemon trading card game? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I should probably give credit to whoever requested that. No, it's and all good. I've... Don't. It was your game, man. You know, okay. We, we already had a request tonight. So thanks, Andrew Oliver, for your request. <laughs> he made his request via Twitter, uh, where you can find us at GameThatTune. But you can also hit us up, GameThatTune at gmail.com. You can find us in our GameThatTune uh, Discord channel. Uh, check out uh, one of our websites for more information on that. Join us there. We're always chatting. And uh, thank you to Andrew also for being a patron over at patreon.com slash game that tune. We've got fun exclusives. We got mixtapes. We got, uh, you know, other wacky shows in the works. Johnny's using it to develop new uh, software to enable us to play better, uh, like, Jackbox games together. We're going to start doing, like, video game movie watch parties. Uh, we got all kinds of crazy shit in the works over at patreon.com slash game that tune. And you should uh, check us out there. Uh, thank you to our super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, and Andrew Oliver. You guys are fantastic. And, uh, yeah, uh, I think if there's nothing else, you can follow me on Twitter at jgangsta187. You can follow John Regan on Twitter at jpreganjr. You can follow David Fleming on Twitter at dfdfleming. And you can follow Jesse Moore on Twitter at... Well... Technically, Johnny owns that Twitter, right? Oh, <laughs> well, no. See, that's the thing. August is over. So, uh, you know, I think you yeah. get your Twitter back now. <laughs> yeah, you get it back now. Oh, Christ. Okay. So, At we're... Sega <laughs> underscore legend. Awesome, man. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's the show. Thanks for listening. And we're going out with my really unfortunate bonus tunes. It's from... The Secret of Mana 2018 soundtrack. I dread to even play it for you. Um, yeah, I'm just not going to let that happen, John. I'm just going to play my bonus tunes as the Incompetent King. You know you might actually be doing everybody a favor there. So uh, what, do you, what do you got there, King? <laughs> I have the first... I think this is the first uh, song I ever downloaded of, of like a remix of a video game song that got me into the idea of... like. Hey, this can be cool stuff, this video game music. This is from 2002, uh, a remix of the Super Mario Brothers overworld theme by a scholar and a physician titled Super Mario Brothers Dirty Mix. Peace out, everybody.
Fandango is copyright 1998 LucasArts Entertainment Company, LLC. Space Invaders Extreme is copyright 2008 Taito Corporation. Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee is copyright 2003 Atari Incorporated. Secret of Mana is copyright 1993-2018 Square Enix Company Limited. Pokemon Trading Card Games copyright 2000 Nintendo of America Incorporated, Game Freak Incorporated, and Creatures Incorporated. <sighs> John. I love I'm it. Not, I'm not sure that was better than my bonus tunes. <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately love it. I know you do, John. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs>